0: It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck, on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Time for your daily assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online at Lee'sHeatAC.com. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He joins us on Fridays. He writes for the Bleacher Report. He is Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. How are you? <clears throat> Doing all right. How are you? Uh, Doing great. Uh, Although, you know, I've got to admit, and this may sound weird, but uh, I'm missing Gordon. I've been without Gordon all week and I'm ready for him to get back from one of his many vacations. That's a
1: long time to go without Gordon. uh, How do you even get through the show? I mean, without just like (laughs) openly weeping.
0: I don't know. I I've, I've felt all week uh, like just blindsiding our guests with something completely random and out of the blue just to, you know, like keep it at least keep the norm. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Someone has to. Someone has to. Uh, Howard, I want to check in with you on the on the Jazz because this feels like a very important part of their season. They've been the hottest team in the league, but of course the schedule has been friendly uh, as far as not playing teams with a, with a winning record. Now they see a, a bunch of teams they haven't seen before. They've seen you multiple times in this stretch up until the All-Star break is brutal. They've got Houston twice and Dallas twice starting on, on Saturday. Uh, they've got Portland twice and San Antonio twice, Denver twice. Anyway, it, the, they now enter a much more difficult phase. I guess my question for you is, do you feel like they're prepared for it and can continue this uh, this good play?
1: I think the, the, my impression would be yes. You never know until you get there, and it is a brutal stretch. Now, Dallas... Just lost a key piece in Dwight Powell, so they won't quite be as, as uh, you know, potent as they have been up until this point. The Rockets have been kind of all over the map. San Antonio has kind of revived themselves. Denver has been consistently good. And the stretch you're talking about, hanging to All-Star, uh, wraps up with, with a home game against Miami, who have been really good. So... It's definitely a, going to be a much more stringent stretch of the schedule, and also a much better gauge of who the Jazz really are. And it happens just as they're getting Mike Conley back. That's you know uh, one of those glass half full, half empty things. Is it better that they're getting him back before they start facing this uh, this gauntlet of, of playoff teams? Or is it going to make it that much tougher because you're trying to reintegrate him? He's coming off the bench now. At what point do you want to try to put him back into the starting lineup if that's going to to happen? Do you do it while you're still acclimating him? Um, You know, the the, the team, you know, obviously without him – Not that they're better without him, but they were playing very well without him. And you establish a rhythm, and then try to reincorporate a key piece. It's always a challenge. And so to do that while going up against tougher competition, I think you know just just presents a a different kind of of uh, test for them or challenge. Uh, But I I generally think that when a team has, even if you're cleaning up on on the lower half of the league, you you get a good momentum going. You you get a good sense of uh, of how you want to play. They're in a great rhythm right now. Guys are confident. I tend to think those things carry over.
0: Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report uh, with us, 97.5 and twelve eighty, the zone. So Luka Doncic is in town tomorrow for, I, I love it, an afternoon game. It starts at 3. Uh, absolutely terrific. I wish they'd do more of them. Uh, but but talk a little bit about Luka. Howard, your, your thoughts on his game. I mean, is he the, the superstar he appears to be?
1: He absolutely is. I mean, there's no denying it at this point. I think if people weren't sure after his rookie season when there were still people saying, oh, you know, maybe Trey Young should have been rookie of the year, he came on strong toward the end, and um, is Luka just catching, you know, people off guard? Is he going to be able to continue to improve? Is he going to be able to uh, handle the grind? And, I mean, Luka has answered every single question and then some because, He's even better this season than he was last year. He's among the top uh, scorers in the league, among the top assist guys in the league. He's he's very close to averaging a triple double, and you know he's you know been uh, not great from three. He's been fine, a little sub subpar from three, but he's you know so great at just manipulating the game he's not you know the the uh, most elite athlete we've ever seen but it's the way he uses his athleticism uh, the way he can bend a defense the uh, just kind of the the pace of, of the game that that he employs especially uh, working in the half court he just knows how to to manipulate defenders with kind of change of pace moves and keeps guys off off balance and his his passing is is top tier and uh, i i you know he's i think he's just going to continue to improve as a shooter you know here here 's a guy shooting thirty two percent from three this season, which is about in line with last year. I think over time that's going to to get probably closer to you know the the high thirties because he's got a great stroke and you know the the other aspects of the game will just continue to, excuse me, continue to round into form. And he doesn't have a lot around him too. So I think one of the impressive things about the Mavericks is that, you know, you, know, you, 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 you know, I mentioned Dwight Powell going out. It's guys like Dwight Powell and Seth Curry and, you know, J.J. Uh, J. Barea and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, it's, it's, it's Tim Hardaway Jr. It's just a random assortment of guys around him. And the, the next best players in talent is probably Christoph Porzingis, who of course has missed a bunch of time because of a knee injury. And, has been only solid. He hasn't exactly played like an all-star for the most part. So, you know, everything that the Mavericks are, all their success and all this, this uh, amazing, you know, surprise kind of run so far is, is really all due to Luca, who's, by the way, still only 20 years old. I mean, he's, he's absolutely incredible.
0: So you kind of touched on this a little bit Howard and and Christapps has had his issues with staying healthy but you know you you've seen Christapps play a lot do you think he's a good fit uh, at least from a like a, a conceptual perspective uh, the next to Luca?
1: I think so I mean you know when you've got a ball dominant guard you know Generally, you know, if you compare him with a you know a, a versatile big man, that's a great formula. And in today's NBA, a big man who shoots threes and can stretch the defense is a great formula. And so they've they've you know been able to really take advantage of that. The, the pick and roll combination of the two of them are more you know mostly pick and pop with Porzingis because uh, he's much more effective you know uh, stepping back into that three than than uh, than as a dive man. Um, and maybe that'll come over time, but. Yeah, the the combination of the two, it's it's pretty seamless. And Porzingis has, has been rebounding at a great rate. He's blocking shots at the other end. Um, you know, he you know as, as a as a guy who was you know that the Knicks thought you know would, would hopefully be a number one option. It was going to be tough because Porzingis was a bit too ball dominant himself for a guy who's not much of a passer. And so to make him a number two with a ball-dominant guard who is as fantastic as both scorer and passer, I I think, makes a lot of sense. I mean, these guys are – the Mavericks are like one player, potentially one really good player away from doing some serious damage in the league. And, you know, it's not to downplay that supporting cast, but it is you know just a lot of guys who the Mavericks are just getting the best out of, as Rick Carlisle does. But there's no one else on that roster that that really blows you away, and, and yet here they are so uh if if they can finesse their way into another impact player, watch out.
0: Howard, the Jazz will face the Rockets for the first time this year on Monday, and I'm sure I've asked you this question before this year, maybe, maybe multiple times, but is is this Rockets version that we're seeing right now uh, with Russell Westbrook better than it was last year with Chris Paul? Nope <laughs> <laughs> Not
1: simply not I mean, maybe they will be eventually. And really the point of the exercise is ultimately not about what you are in the regular season, but what you can do in the playoffs. And so, you know, I, 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 I I'm dismissive at the moment. Yes. But, you know, let's see, maybe, maybe we'll see something different in the playoffs, but I'm, I'm skeptical. Um, and people around the league have been skeptical of this ever since they made the trade back in July. You know, there, there weren't a whole lot of people who thought that the that the Rockets had really improved themselves Westbrook is is much different than Chris Paul, um, and in some regards better. Certainly more athletic, and certainly better in, in transition. But Chris Paul, far better shooter, obviously um, better defender, a better overall leader. And he, you know, look at what Chris Paul is doing with the Thunder. The Thunder are, are going to be just as good this year with Chris Paul. And Shea Gilgis Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, as they were with Westbrook and Paul George, that you know should tell us all something. And you know Westbrook and Harden have fit together fine, um, but I, it has not elevated them. They're they're not demonstrably better than they were last season. And you know they're both putting up numbers, but you know they're still, as we sit here today, sixth in the West. And, you know, listen, by the time it's all said and done, I mean, it's it's so tight between uh, the second through sixth teams. The Rockets could end up in the top two, three, four. Um, I'm still not convinced they're better than they were last season, though.
0: Howard Beck, uh, not only of the Bleacher Report, but host of the Full 48 podcast. And I'm I'm looking at the tweet right here, Howard. Uh, you, You did a podcast with Fred Van Vliet. And I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I, I give us kind of what you learned from him, because I love his story. I mean, playing his way into the league, right into making big-time plays for an NBA Finals champion. I mean, amazing. How was that conversation?
1: Uh, it, it was great, and thanks for the podcast plug. Um, Fred Van Vliet is uh, just already, you know, he's only in the league a few years here, but he's already, I think, one of those uh, just all, all-time Classy, thoughtful guys in the league. Who, uh, if whether you're a teammate, whether you're an opponent, or whether you're media, and in my business and, and seeking a guy out like him uh, to to talk to to get some perspective, he's just this really amazingly thoughtful, intelligent person. So um, you can see it in his game because he's he's a high IQ player, but he, he's just you know, he's, he's a high IQ person. Uh, period. And it's it's amazing for a guy who's so young in the league who didn't get drafted. And, you know, kind of for a lot of people came out of nowhere that he's got such a steady and uh, just presence about him. He's he was a leader for that team, for that Raptors team, even from like his second year. And he's, he's it's just it's just a way about him. he has got great communication skills. Um, he knows how to connect with people. And and yeah, just just uh, very thoughtful, very grounded. Uh, so we talked about a bunch of stuff. Talked about the night he learned about Kawhi Leonard uh, leaving for LA. Talked about him uh, taking the Larry O'Brien Trophy back to his hometown of Rockford, Illinois. He's he's very very proud of where he came from and and work he's trying to do in, in Rockford to uh, kind of uplift the community there and what it meant to be able to bring the trophy back there. Um, just. Uh, Bunch of fun stuff, talked about leadership, talked about you know the just defying expectations both individually and and for that team uh just a really fun conversation
0: before we let you go, Howard, anybody really have a gripe? They're not starting in the all star game um I don't know that anybody has a
1: true gripe, and I'm, I'm surprised actually we did not get into the, the the Gobert thing. But I guess that's going to be more of a an issue once we get to the, the coaches' votes because right. I don't think anybody really expected Rudy to to be a starter. I don't know. I mean, listen, I thought Jimmy Butler was really deserving in the East, and I certainly gave him my vote uh, over Siakam, who had missed a lot of games. Um, but I don't I don't have any dispute really there. You know, Siakam has been amazing, and you know the East guards was a tough one. And Trey Young, his numbers are just astounding, and I know people fixate on the record, but you know, he, I think he's earned it, and you know, no no issues there. In the West, it was pretty straightforward with the front court guys, and the back court was was just locked months ago. So I, I don't think there's anything anybody could really quibble with. I think the one that some people might take issue with would be Trey Young because of the, the Hawks' record, but again. All-star game, it's mostly about individual achievement that gets you there. It's not necessarily about the team. Um, and, you know, it starts off as a popularity contest because of the fan vote. So uh, I think the bigger debates will happen once we see where the coaches went with the reserves and whether they're, you know, going to finally get Rudy in there for one. Uh, obviously, Donovan Mitchell should be on that list as well. Uh, there are a few other guys out there who have strong cases to make, and then that's once once we get those results. I think this Thursday, um, then then the fun really begins with the the snub discussion.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think if if Carl Anthony Towns this year, after missing so many games, gets in over Rudy, I think people around here will be fit to be tied. But I I I'm with you. I think they both <laughs> should get in, and I think they've they've got a really good shot. I think they do,
1: and I suspect that at least one of them will. I I couldn't tell you which one, but um, I'd be shocked if at least one of them, if not both, and we'll see. You know, as I've said it before, you know, if the coaches are really all about the things that they're constantly preaching to us in the media about, it should be guys who are winners and guys who play defense and all these things that coaches love to harp about, well, they, they should put their votes where their mouths are. So we'll see.
0: Well, Howard, thank you very much, as always. Enjoy all the hoops this weekend, and we'll catch you next week. All right, Jake. Thank you. Thank you, Howard. Howard Beck, uh, of course, of the Bleacher Report. And do check out his podcast. It's great. Uh, the full 48. And I, Fred Van Vliet has, has a fascinating career arc. I certainly will be uh, downloading that uh, for myself as well. All right. We'll have more next. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.